Hey folks, welcome to Real Estate Realities here on New Media, New Radio Media. This is Dylan Tanaka, and uh, we have David Sobel on the line. David, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I can actually see you. Oh, How wonderful! You great, great. <laughs> so, uh, so unfortunately, I am stuck here in Michigan working all weekend, which I'm happy to do as a, uh, a crazy real estate investor. Mm-hmm. And uh, my co-host and uh, broadcast partner. Mr. David Sobel is somewhere a little more exciting. David, tell us about what you got going on. You know, it's very funny. I'm actually in California right now. I'm in um, uh, San Francisco and a couple hours behind. Although I I did wake up to see uh, you and Paul talking smack about me oh, on the no. other show. <laughs> yeah, so I got... Hi, Nancy. How you doing? <laughs> hey, David. I'm well. How are you? Good. Good, good. What's the weather like over there? It's pretty decent. Ugh. It's hot and no. sticky and oh, it's hot. It was gr- oh, San Fran- so hot. San Francisco is uh, is is kind of nice. It's like seventy and wet, so a little wet. That sounds okay. pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. How was that hike yesterday? So, what's that? How was that hike yesterday? Oh, the hike was great. Yeah. The, the hike was great. You know, and um, that's it's some beautiful real estate out here. I can assure you that it's oh, really yes. really nice. So. <laughs> So what's a good word, Dylan? What's a good word, Nancy? So we've got uh, a funny story um, that you and I were chatting a little bit about, and I think um, I think if you want to start with that, David, about the, uh, the the kid that the parents can't get rid of somehow. <laughs> oh my God, that's all over the. <laughs> I don't know, you know, it's all over the internet. Uh, but to me, it was kind of funny. That's that guy. Uh, I guess his name is Mike Rotondo, and he's like thirty years old, and he was uh, evicted by his own parents. Which, oh my gosh! Which it's pretty sad. I mean, he he was asking the court the other day uh, for like a six month notice period before he was evicted. And um, did you also he's see like the, the part? King of the slackers. Did you see the part where he um, had a water bottle with him and he went up um, to one of the desks where they had a pitcher of water and he actually took uh-huh. the pitcher of water and filled up his water bottle. <laughs> it's like oh my god you know there's so many things dylan really there are so many things that their parents could have done like his parents could have done oh my god like kind of like lighten the load or whatever right um maybe they could have like bought a duplex for him and like had him they they could have said look before you you know we know you gotta you know walk before you can run we'll we'll put you in one side of the duplex and we'll teach you how to manage you know, another duplex side, right? You know, yeah. another side of the duplex. And if it wasn't too far from the, the parents' home, then Dad could come over and screw in light bulbs like you have to do for normal tenants anyways. <laughs> right, right. Mom or, could you know do his grocery could do? shopping. What was that? Mom could What's do his name? grocery shopping for him and then yeah. cook, you know. Well, they, they, I think, actually, uh, from what I recall, he was saying, he was telling the judge how wonderful it is to have parents who take care of him, uh, who drive him home from dinner, like when they, when he's... When he's drunk, wow. uh, who do, you know does the laundry? Like it's the greatest way of living. But I, I will tell you this: um, if they wanted to like help this king slacker, they could probably take him to like a flip this house seminar and just sit him there every day because you know those seminars go every day, right, Dylan? Oh, absolutely. All, all you have to do is listen to the to the radio and uh, and watch the internet. And mm-hmm. as I like to say, you can learn how to flip houses in your underwear on Facebook with zero <laughs> money down and be a multimillionaire in no time. Right. <laughs> Right. So he truly is a slacker if you think about it. You know what they could also do and maybe make his life a little bit easier is they could get him a tiny home. That's like a really big <laughs> trendy thing. They get him his own little tiny home 
They could pull him around in a, you know, behind their minivan. Right. Put a hitch That's on the right. minivan and, and park right. him in different Walmart parking lots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that, by the way, let me, just talking about those seminars, uh, Dylan, I know that you have, and this is a segue to your, your own uh, seminar that sure, you have sure. every, at the end of every month. What, what, what's going on? Isn't that this week? Yes, this, this coming Thursday, the, the RIA of Macomb, that stands for Real Estate Investor Association, uh, Thursday, May 31st at uh, Macomb Community College over in Warren. Uh, doors open at 6 p.m., and we have a home inspector who focuses on helping investors like myself uh, make sure they don't get screwed when they buy investment properties. So he's a really funny guy. He does lots of different uh, Facebook videos, and um, uh -huh. his name's Kevin Stripling. So he's going he's gonna to come and, and teach us a bunch of fun stuff. That's a great meeting. David, um, I think it was, what, almost two years ago, I went along because he was sure. going to be your speaker to take pictures. And we left, I'm like, I learned so much. And so it's become a regular thing. Once a month, David and I, you know, have a quote-unquote date night, and sure. we go to Rio. It's a great organization. Actually, we hit we hit the Polish um, uh, homemade Polish food restaurant oh, over there, and oh, yeah. we like got we, we <laughs> eat a bunch of pierogies, and, and then I come in and, and I speak at your Ria. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, we rolled right but in, literally. We should, yeah, definitely. What uh, what's the guy's name again? I'm sorry, I wrote it down. But, uh, sure, his his name is Kevin name. Kevin Stripling with uh, Home uh, Home Inspection Professionals. So he calls himself the Hip CEO. Oh, cool. Hey, I oh, also cool. want to um, let our listeners and watchers know, mm -hmm. our viewers, um, if you want to text a question to either Dylan or David um, or speak to them. Say, or well, Nancy. Or, oh, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, sure. Give me a call. <laughs> um, the phone number is 248 686 3535. Six eight six three five three five, or if you do want to send me an email with a question for next week, my email is n phillips p h i l l i p s at provenresource dot com, and we welcome those. Thanks, Nancy. That's Very great. Cool. Thanks, Nancy. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, so, this is the time like we're kind of sharing like that's what's going on with you. Sure. I just want to, if you don't mind, I just want to tell. Um, uh, our audience that we just, uh, my office and Proven Resource and Sobel PLC, we just finished awarding a uh, scholarship, a college scholarship to our first recipient. It's a year-long program, and our first recipient was a young man named Andrew Blocky, who um, attends U of M, and it's an entrepreneur scholarship, so it can be for any type of, uh, you know, entrepreneurship uh you know, it could be real estate or any type of business that you're, you're engaged in. Mm -hmm. uh, we ask that you write an essay, et cetera, um, concerning, you know, what it means to be an entrepreneur to you. And uh, it was a $500 book scholarship. So we paid for Andrew's books for one of the semesters. Great and for you guys. Year, yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah, nice it was young pretty man. cool. Oh, hold that on, hold big, on. That was our big thing. David, What's David, David, man? we yeah. have a yeah. text, believe it or not. Look at this. Oh, yeah. I believe it, Nancy. Do you believe it? Believe okay, it. good. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is, hold on. It's from Nora from Nuego. Hi, David and Dylan. I saw, <laughs> Hi, Nora. <laughs> I saw your first show last week and was intrigued. Um, I have a question for you. Our 20-year-old mm -hmm. son is thinking about getting into real estate. 
Um, I was wondering, David, do you do any um, programs where you teach the legal part of real estate? And also, Dylan, do you mentor anyone? And actually, you know what? This is kind of a joke, you guys, because I wanted to have something funny to say. I know for a fact David does his best lecturing at home, and Dylan, <laughs> one of the first things I ever heard him say was, mm, I don't do any mentoring, so... All right, carry on, boys. Carry on. <laughs> so, no, Dylan, what, I mean, there's there's a lot of mentorship programs out there, right? Uh, related to we, they're all over the internet, etc. Flip the home and oh uh, yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff out there for for people to seek out. I've had uh, I've had I've had a lot of uh, mentoring students, if you want to call them that. I had over forty at one point, and. Um, now I do a lot more uh, just direct consulting with other investors, uh, more one-on-one versus one-to-many. Um, but I'm I'm always I'm always there to help, and uh, that's what that whole RIA of Macomb is about. So, Nora, uh-huh. send uh, send your kids to the to the RIA of Macomb website or have them meet up, Great. you know, this coming week with us, and and we'll be happy to talk to them. Super. Well, meetups are really important, or you know, those type of programs are important much much more so than the, uh, a seminar and and. What is the difference, really, Dylan? I mean, come on. Like when you go to those, I, I hate to use, we'll just call flip the house, or these house flipping seminars. Really, they're just trying to sell. You. From my perspective, I know there are a lot of people who are trying to engage and get in uh, and learn the business, but they're quite a, they're quite pricey, aren't they? Yeah, there's different organizations out there that sell programs anywhere from you know five five hundred or five thousand all the way up to the eighty or hundred thousand dollar level. And uh, I, I, I don't say that there's anything wrong with any of that, except sometimes experience uh, will trump l- overlearning too much. So uh-huh. um, as you know, David, I mean, you, you do have to do a, a little bit of research and learn as much as you can. But, um, but learning, uh-huh. learning as you go along in real business will, will grant you wisdom that a book will never be able to do. Well, that's like mentorship, uh, which you don't mentor. <laughs> very, very select few. Talk to Nancy. Right. I'm his agent now. Well, you know, now. it's funny. What's that, Nance? I'm his agent now. Oh. Uh, I was going to share with you, Dylan, I think the, you know, I do have a couple clients actually who have done those seminars and have paid quite a bit of money for mm-hmm. those seminars. And uh, they do quite well. Um, but But my thing is that I should just stand outside with you and we should, like, I don't know. Offer the course for half the price, like sure. make our own course, right? <laughs> sure, and we, we we can you know teach them about how it it really happens. But you know, it, there's there's different reasons for for all those different seminars out there, and at some point they always end up in our hands. It seems in the end. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dylan, um, I heard something, and I know that you're the guy to answer the question. What's going on with the market? Something about a Rochester Hills. So well, yeah, just a really quick story. Um, for, for the regular uh-huh. homebuyers out there, everybody knows that it's really, really busy um, and, and tough to find deals. And uh, an agent uh-huh. I do a lot of business with called me this weekend and uh, let me know about a, a deal over in, uh, or I don't want to say a deal, but an opportunity in Rochester Hills uh, for a regular homeowner. And it just popped up out of nowhere. And um, when, mm-hmm. when regular people are talking about, or the newspapers, that there's there's no deals out there, There it is harder to find a home right now because mortgage rates mm-hmm. are low and the economy is back and, and booming, as most people think. But in, in all reality, um, and actually, you know what? I think he's on the line right now. Hey, uh, is uh, is Bob McKenzie there? Can you hear me? Speaking. All right. Hey, listen, this, hey, is, this is Weekly. Hey, Bob, how are you? So weekly, we're going to do the uh, what we're going to call the McKenzie Minute. And Bob McKenzie's been a real estate agent uh, for a long time, done a lot of business, and uh, he's going to he's going to basically let us know where the Tri County market's at every week. But I'm going to stop talking and let Bob explain what's going on. 
Hey, Dylan. Well, you started off talking about that uh, goodbye in Rochester Hills that I uh, put up last week. Yes, sir. Uh, that one we got. Um, I listed it Saturday. Got four offers on it on Sunday. We sold it for thirty-five grand over the asking price. Wow. And, wow. Uh, that, that was probably and that was probably still thirty thousand dollars below market value on that house. Holy moly. I just listed another one yesterday up in uh, Clarkston mm -hmm. for three forty nine nine. It's probably a four hundred thousand dollar house. <clears throat> that one we have to close by uh, June twenty eighth, and otherwise it's going to go back to the bank. But that's a five bedroom, three and a half bath. I'll take it. Level. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. So the. Uh, but, but generally speaking, overall the. Uh, I'm just going to give you some some percentages here for what's happened with the uh, the the active listings in the market. So, in Macomb County, our average list price is up 12% from last year. Then it's up 5% from last month. Wow, 5%. Oakland County, Oakland County is up 19% from last year. Wow. From la last month, it's 3%. Uh, Wayne County, outside of Detroit, those prices are up 16%, 5% from last month. <clears throat> and Detroit, uh, Detroit's been relatively stable. The other interesting fact right now, there's less houses for sale in Detroit than there is in Macomb County. That's the first time in my 45 years of business where I've seen the inventory in Detroit so much, uh -huh. so small. I mean, these people are just buying this stuff up there. Wow, yeah, that's you know, it's 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 amazing, Bob, um, uh, to hear it, that last you know statistic that you put out there. And um, Nancy will attest. We just had a um, we just had a webinar uh, at the office that we put on last Tuesday, and I had Brian Goodman, who's a mortgage loan originator, and Deb uh, Binder, who's an active. Uh, she's actually the West Bloomfield Township clerk, but she also is a very active um, uh, real estate consulting business. And they were both telling me, to my surprise, that people, and, and maybe I'm out of it a little bit in, in the residential uh, area, but that people are putting in offers and they're not having any contingencies uh, with regards to their offers, such as inspection contingencies. They're waiving all contingencies just to get their homes. Um, to be more competitive. But, Is that something that you're seeing as well? Yes. Now, and the reason for that is, you know, a bunch of the people that were in a precarious situation with their housing after the 2008 crash, they've, they've improved their houses. They're staying. They're not moving up like they used to. So right now, the younger buyers, they, they haven't felt that pain. They are still buying and wow. you know, after you after you lose two or three or four offers, you right. you have to take out some of that stuff so that you can actually get one secured. You know. Hey, if I can wow. interrupt really quick, yeah, guys. Definitely a trend. But before we uh, before we we get butted up into a commercial here, I want to make sure that uh, the folks out there know how to get in touch with uh, Mr. McKenzie. So, Bob, can you give us your your contact information quickly before we get uh, pushed into a commercial break? Um, my cell phone. Is area code five eight six four zero five one zero one zero, and you can also text to that. So, 
Right. But again, that's 586-405-1010. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, so. Bob. We, we definitely appreciate that. And, uh, and, okay. and we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thanks, Thanks. Bob. You guys have a good weekend. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. You as well. Thanks. So, David, I think we've got about uh, a minute before we go to commercial break. Do you have any uh, any last thoughts for this uh, talking about how crazy the market is right now? Well, I'll tell you how crazy the market is. Um, it, it's actually been a long time coming, but uh, it will be very beneficial. And that is just recently, if we're talking about trends, last week uh, President Trump and um, uh, Congress actually loosened up the Dodd-Frank, some of the Dodd-Frank rules uh, and regulations. So, uh, for those people who are in uh, lending or investors who lend money, uh, what it really means is that community banks uh, are, are actually uh, their burden for regulatory compliance with the Dodd-Frank uh, Act, which is a very uh, overwhelming and very burdensome uh, bank regulation. The community banks no longer have to follow some of those regulations. And what that does uh, for just, you know, the community is that the smaller banks which really do uh, propel a lot of the growth in, in uh, the local community uh, by lending uh, to small businesses and, and other consumer debt. Uh, they're actually now not required to follow these onerous regulatory um, requirements, and that's going to make it easier for people to get some money uh, on the street. So that's a good thing. That's the trend uh, that I saw this past week, and I've been kind of predicting that for a while once Trump came in office. Uh, so Dodd-Frank is, is loosening up a little bit, and that's going to improve uh, the lending environment for small business owners. Well, David, your that's predictions uh, prove that you're a genius like we all already know. And more money on the <laughs> you know, streets call, is a good thing. You know what? i got to call in real quick. Uh, more often, I got to call in, and I don't have to. Um, I don't have to appear because my photo looks better than what I look like on, <laughs> online. And the other thing is that I'm all, when I when I call in, either you or Paul call me a genius. I just love that. So I appreciate it. Thanks. I Thanks never call much. you a genius. I know you never do. Never. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all folks, right, we're going so. to commercial. Okay. Thanks, David. Okay. A new Northwestern medicine study concludes that you can improve your overall health and quality of life by doing these two simple things. Spend less time in front of the TV and computer and eat more fruits and vegetables, and that's all. By starting with these relatively small steps, it becomes a lot easier over time to make major lifestyle changes. And in many cases, people find that the time away from the TV or computer is best spent taking walks or working in the garden. In other words, when you're not chained to your sofa, you'll almost naturally want to move around and be more active. And that, in turn, helps promote a healthier you. After as few as three weeks of avoiding temptation to sit around, the people involved in the study found that they didn't want to return to their lazy ways, even when they were told they could do so and would continue to be paid for the research. 86% of the patients said that once they made the change, they decided to maintain it. So give it a try. You may surprise yourself. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. As a business owner, you're always looking to save money and cut costs where you can. And if you
you advertise on radio or television, you know it can get pretty pricey. If radio and TV aren't delivering like they promised, and you're looking for a more reasonably priced way to get your message to the masses, got an answer for you. New Radio Media. With live streaming and on-demand programming, your message can be seen throughout the day, and you can worry a little less about cutting those costs. For more information, go to newradiomedia.com or call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999. Hey everybody, we're back on Real Estate Realities, New Radio Media with Dylan Tanaka, David Sobel, Nancy Phillips. And uh, David, uh, last week we didn't get to talk about the kills zone too much. Maybe you can explain to everybody where, where the name came from. David, can you hear me there? So um, so the, uh, the the kill zone is going to be our, our little uh, section where we where we tell stories about um, when when folks either have problems with contractors or, or silly mistakes in real estate. And uh, Kills comes from the, the crazy paint uh, that everybody knows about in, uh, in over at, at Home Depot you can buy. And, David, are you, are you back with us? I am. I okay. got, you know what, when you said that Kills own thing, it's just like I, I passed out of pay- <laughs> my chair. So, so explain, <laughs> explain to our, our listeners where, where the name came from for Kill Zone. Well, the, uh, first of all, the Kill Zone is basically, you know, where we tell a kind of a, like, a, you know, the stupid stories of real estate, right? That, right. That's what we decided. And um, it's just that one of the most stupid things I ever did when it came to, when I was a young, young man in this business in the early 90s, uh, myself and a, a partner, um, we were renovating a house. I used to uh, moonlight on the weekends. I, I really liked that moonlighting. And uh, I was, I've never uh, really uh, had renovated. It was the first time I ever had. So um, I was in a, literally in a, a closet painting uh, the inside of a closet in a home in Warren. And the home was on Prospect, from what I remember. And uh, I was painting, uh, but I was painting with kills. And kills is, a, you know, uh, basically a, a very thick, almost, uh, you know, uh, lacquer that goes over everything. It kills the, the odor of a house. It kills, you know, it, it takes any blemishes on a, on a wall. It just basically covers everything. But that, that's before that they, uh, that they ever made a, a Kills product that um, was odorless. So this odor could truly, um, you know, asphyxiate you. And so I was painting in the closet. And I wasn't feeling good at painting. I'm painting slower, et cetera. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, you know, sitting there uh, just just a little loopy. And then uh, somebody came in uh, to the room, and they're like, hey, where are you at? And I'm like, I'm in the closet. And uh, But I wasn't feeling good. I was really nauseous. And they're like, dude, you're painting with kills. <laughs> I had no idea. So it was pretty stupid. I think had he not walked in, I probably would have been uh, knocked out by them. And anybody who is... You know, in renovation or who, does, you know, any contractors or anybody who renovates has probably had a similar experience with kills unless they pay more for a gallon and they buy the odorless kills. But kills is spelled, I think, K I L Z. Yeah. So that's where it kind of comes from, like stupid things that people do, right? I and mean, that's, that's really what it's at. And I'll tell you, um, Dylan, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can hear me. Yes. Um, uh, so. Today's topic, I think, for the kill zone would be, you know, as an investor uh, or as a landlord, you know, what thing have you, what thing or um, good deed had you done, let's say, for a tenant to accommodate a tenant or, let's say, a buyer that after the deal or after what you, you know, that good deed, you completely regret, right? 
you wish you never helped that individual. Uh, if they were a tenant, it may not be a, let's not say a, a payment issue, but any other type of issue where you go on, out on a limb for those people. You know, sure. Later on, what do you regret? That's kind of the, the survey of the week, I think, related to the kill zone. Do you have one? Yeah, you know what? I have, I have a quick funny story. I've owned um, hundreds of units, and uh, one right. one comes comes to light, and I had a, a tenant who was a, a nice tenant, a single mom, and she was complaining that her stove stopped working. So immediately I dispatched the guys to get over there and get a new you know, yeah. gas stove piped in and so she could cook food for her kid and didn't have to eat fast food, blah, blah, blah. And uh, my uh, my crew gets over there, and they take out the old stove. They put in the new one, and they, they were texting me and telling me how the old one looked really good still. And I said, just stop texting me and put the stove in. So anyways, the stove goes in, and they light it up, and it fires up for about one second, and then it goes out. So now they think they have a bad stove or bad gas line or whatever it is. This is what I'm good at. You know, I'm, I'm a deal maker. I'm not a construction guy. So they uh, they trace it back and figure out that the tenant was unable to pay the probably 9 or $12 gas bill, oh, which no. someone had been paying for a year or two since she'd been there, and just all of a sudden no one was paying it, and they, you know, she was never, never the one paying it. So... You know, going out on the limb for your for your um, for your tenants. I mean, that's just something that that you learn how to do, I guess, properly and correctly uh, as, as you go on and uh, uh, learn more as a uh, as a landlord. But David, I have a quick one for you. Um, sure. I get this question all the time at the RIA and you know on Facebook and everywhere else I turn to, and everybody wants to save a buck, and um, they always think as soon as really? they call an attorney. <laughs> As soon as they call an attorney and don't get free information, uh, which, you know, what free right. information is worth. Um, uh-huh. So I always tell them to be very careful about their leases. Uh, and, and then they uh-huh. ask me, well, can I have your lease or can I have a copy of your purchase agreement? And I say, well, I, I spend a couple hundred bucks a year having a, an attorney touch it up. And this is after 10 or 12 or 15 years of using the same document. So it's getting better and better and right. stronger and stronger and, and fair at the same time, but to protect me. So I guess, you know, could you talk a little bit or maybe you have a story about um, somebody who is who is buying a boilerplate lease from Office Depot or something silly like that versus talking to a professional like yourself? Well, I mean, as you know, nothing of value is ever free, right? And um, the uh, I have a big thing about Internet documentation uh, that people download indiscriminately or they find, you know, they find on the internet. They don't know really the source. I mean, there are there are online companies such you know I'm not going to plug them, but um, uh, they're geared towards uh, law directories, and you can you can pay or be part of a program that you can get a uh, you know a, a very loose, not terribly um, uh, well done document uh, specific to somebody's needs and a particular particular needs. Sure, but. Um, I mean, I'll give you a, a, an excellent example right now. Uh, people, you know, especially home flippers or, or new landlords are buying leases that turn out to be land contracts uh, or uh, vice versa. They think that they've generated a, uh, a land contract document or a lease document, and it turns out there's an option that's actually there's a clause mm-hmm. in that document uh, that gives the people the right to purchase the property after so many months, let's say. And if you don't read through these documents, I can tell you that when it's time to go, let's say, to enforce um, the contract and, and cure what we call a breach, that's when somebody breaks uh, a promise, and you have to go to court, the court may construe that document completely different than what your intentions were initially. So you can have you will have created, let's say, what you thought was a lease. I have a client who's been in litigation now for three months. 
uh, in a district court uh, because the judge feels that it's not really a lease. It's more, it looks more like a land contract. Now, as an attorney, uh, you know, this individual came to me to, uh, per, you know, basically pursue or to correct a default, basically to do what we call forfeit uh, the, the lease or the land contract. Uh, my job is just to basically enforce the provisions, but I'm not the one who created that document. And now the client has to live with that document sure, and has to live with the judge's decision as to what they read it uh, to be. And just to give you a quick idea, my client, nice people, actually put in uh, the provision uh, that the lease term would be, are you ready? The lease term is almost 20 years. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Not a, yeah, and, and, and so the judge is looking at that and actually says, well, no, this looks more like a land contract, not a lease. And um, it wasn't even a typo. Uh, I don't even know where these people got the term from, but, uh, you know, have somebody review your documents. That's a really simple uh, mistake. Actually, that belongs in the kill zone, by the way, Dylan. Yeah. You know, using documents and not even reading what it is, uh, you know, what you're providing, let's say, to your, your tenant or your purchaser. So you should read your document, and more importantly, not only reading it, you have to understand what the provisions mean. Sure, you, so you can and will get yourself in trouble in business if you don't right. know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. But, you know, to me, uh, as a real estate lawyer, I call that the gift that keeps on giving. Would I <laughs> prefer people come to me or, you know, most attorneys would prefer that they're... I think we've lost him. I think so. Well, this is pretty good timing because... I've got another text. What do we have, Nancy? Hey, and I, I know that you can answer this. Um, someone texted me. Oh, no name. Hmm. All right. Dylan, explain where is as is. So a, a lot of uh, uh, real estate investors, and this is what David was talking about with Bob a little bit earlier, um, uh, buyers today, let me, let me back up a little bit. Buyers today are willing to make an offer without any contingencies for inspection and basically what that means is to get their offer on the top of the pile in this in this crazy market they are offering up three hundred thousand dollars let's say to buy that home they were speaking about in rochester hills and they are not able to get out of that contract with the home okay. inspection clause now there may be other things written in that contract that they can get out of and most of the time they're only going to lose their deposit okay. but that's a risk that back you know, only a few months ago or, or a year ago, short year ago for sure, most normal homeowners aren't willing to take. Okay. All right. Great. And, oh, I got another one. I'm trying to go through my personal. Sure, and I, sure. Um, okay. This is for someone who's doing new construction. Sure. And they want to know, are there lemon laws that exist? So if they're doing this and they decide, ooh. You know what? I uh, I don't think that's a good question for me. I think we're gonna have to wait till you know, we get David, right. David I, back I, I on the line. I read that. Good thing. Um, but uh, David, are you there? I think we, we're going to commercial in about thirty seconds. But um, we lost him. Are we back no, from I California? Think, I don't know if you can hear me. Can... Yeah, you're you're we back. Can hear you. But we're 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 okay, coming up to briefly. a commercial in about thirty seconds, David. Okay, I'll, I'll make it real quick. Um, a lemon law, which is like, you know, for a car, let's say that's a new car that keeps breaking down. That's that's what they mean by lemon law mm -hmm. in housing. If you have a new construction, uh, a home that's newly constructed, if there are problems, the only thing that you can look towards is the contract. Uh, there are builder warranties, but those are also placed in the contract, so you have to be very careful. Again, uh, when you're doing a contract with your uh, builder, that you address the provisions. Um, 
within the contract. However, if the builder isn't responding, you could, you know, if you're a licensed builder, which is what you should be dealing with, you can always go to the state and get that uh, uh, file a complaint with the state, or you can just sue them, get an attorney to sue them. Uh, that's, that's music, music to my ears. Yes. <laughs> yeah, down and dirty. That's that's the, the down and dirty answer. Quick, concise. Thanks, David. And, and real. All right. Perfect. Yes, I'll talk to you after the break. All right. We'll okay. be back in about two minutes. Real Estate Realities, New Radio Media. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at newradiomedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Hey, everybody, we're back with Real Estate Realities on New Radio Media. And uh, I think everybody's here. David, can I just get a hi from yeah. you? All right, great. Um, you know, something I want to talk about uh, that that I think both of us um, both of us deal with in, in maybe different capacities. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I buy a lot of houses from folks or real estate um, mm-hmm. who are dealing with probate. And, um, you know, whether it's the, the whole trust thing or, or wills, it's very confusing to the average person. So I know I posed that question to you, and, and uh, your, your idea was to have um, one, of your, uh, one of your trust attorneys that you know well uh, come on and explain some stuff to us. So I, I, think that we have, uh, I think we have Noel Ravenscroft on the line. Good, because I didn't want to answer these questions. Right, so I'm right, glad no. That you have Noel. <laughs> so, Noel, are you on the line? Can you hear us? Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yep. 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 Yeah, hey Noel. Hey, how are you guys? Hi Noel. We're excited. We're excited to have you on. I'm I'm glad to be joining you guys. 
So even though the topic is one of the most driest parts of real estate, which is which is like trust and living trust and uh, LLC items. No, thanks for joining us on a Saturday morning on the holiday weekend. We appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Happy to contribute. So uh, yeah. So, so Noel is an attorney, just so everybody knows. So when when he talks about this stuff. Um, I, I guess he knows what he's talking about, you know. I'm on the line with two different attorneys, so I better be careful with what I say. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so I guess the just starting from an elementary standpoint, Noel, can you explain typically what happens when someone passes away? Um, what what I see happening is folks don't have their affairs in order, and um, you know the the big bomb drops in their life, which is a, a terrible situation, you know, for a lot of families, and and they have to figure out what's next. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll do maybe just a quick overview of kind of the probate process, kind of the nuts and bolts. Um, probate's really the legal process when someone passes away and, and their property gets distributed to their heirs or beneficiaries um, and it pays off their debt. So in general, probate property um, is generally distributed uh, according to the deceased person's last will and testament. Um, but if you do not have a will, um, then state law controls, and it's really in the court's control and supervision of who gets what. So that's, that can be a problem, certainly, for a lot of people. Um, you're not in control of your assets. Things won't be organized. Um, your, you know, your loved ones are now, like you said, dropped with this bombshell of figuring out what you owned, who should get what, and and try to carry out your wishes the best they can, but without any documentation. And the court being the supervisor, um, it can be out of your hands. Um, so proper estate planning, proper titling of, you know, real property is definitely an important thing. Sure. Um, I, you know, and I've ran into this situation quite often, and people are like, well, you know, I have a will, so I, everything's fine. Well, a will still needs to go through the probate process, where a trust in the proper estate documents titling your real property avoids the probate process completely. Um, and it helps to make sure that your wishes um, are carried out. You don't know, you talk about titling, which um, is one of the most important things uh, in, in a planning uh, you know, program. You know, real briefly, when we see the word also estate planning, uh, it gives the connotation that, you know, you're a Rockefeller. You don't have to be a Rockefeller to have an estate plan. Am I correct? Yeah, that's correct, David. And, and okay. a lot of people think it's it's for the older retired person or, you know, kind of right. an older person coming, you know, in their, in their late 50s, 60s. And that's definitely not the case. Accidents happen. Um, and right. wealth is certainly not a factor. Um, and really, it depends on what your your assets are, but... Proper estate planning with, um, you know, doesn't require necessarily a ton of work um, and can get mm. into very reasonably priced. Um, and knowing that you have that that already taken care of for your loved ones, it helps organize any of your other assets, bank accounts, things like that. Um, and, and you don't have to worry about it. So, gentlemen, right. really and, quick, can I just chime yeah, in? Sure. If, uh, if if any of our listeners out there have a question uh, about estate planning, you can you can call in. 248-686-3535. You can leave your name, number, and information, and uh, and somebody will reach back out to you. Yeah, Dylan, you know, really the reason why sure. it's so important to have, like, Noel Ravencroft on 
uh, as an estate planning and asset planning attorney is uh, in the context of our program, the most valuable asset that people have in their portfolio, whether they're a Rockefeller or they're just the average Joe or Jane, is their real estate, right? Sure. And your your business and a lot of uh, real estate investors, part of their business is, I, I hate to say, scouring the community for those properties that uh, have you know are, are now under a fire sale because um, the families did not have. Uh, or the the former owner, the deceased owner, did not have the proper uh, plan in place uh, in in how to bequeath or to um, you know designate that property to their heirs. So now uh, families have to you know go to court, and they're told by a third party. Really, the state the state tells them how to distribute their asset, and that is yep. usually uh, that the home has to be sold. And sure. people like yourselves. Uh, you know, real estate investors come in and they pick up uh, properties for, you know, you know, not, I'm not going to say pennies on the dollar, especially not now, but they are getting uh, great deals on properties that are related to probate. So, no, when it comes to um, titling, you, you can have an estate plan, but what if you don't title it properly? Can you, can you um, explain that to our listening audience about titling? Yeah, so that that. Like you said, one of the most important things is when you're doing the estate plan is making sure your assets are titled properly. So mm-hmm. if, if you're working, you know, you're going to have a trust. So your trust generally will okay. hold all of your assets, your property, and your real estate needs to be titled, generally through a quick claim deed, into the name mm-hmm. of your newly created trust. So if you have issues with titling um, or there was maybe prior issues with legal descriptions and things like that, there can be big issues. You'll need to probate that issue when, you know, mm-hmm. you think you have this trust and everything's, you know, hunky-dory. You're not going to have to go through probate. Proper titling ensures that that process happens. If there's issues, you're going to have to go back in front of the probate court and ext- explain your case and get supervision of the court to be able mm-hmm. to retitle assets after someone passes away. Hey, guys. Um, I'm hey. sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Thank you for the information. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got a caller on the line, I understand. Okay. We just, just told. Hi, caller. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. What's your name, sir? Hi, I'm Chad Johnson. Hey, Chad. You're on the line here with Dylan, David, and Nancy. What question do you have? Well, uh, I'm looking at retirement in the next uh, couple of years, and I was wondering if uh, wholesaling might be a decent way for me to generate some income. Well, uh, let me take this really quick, David. Um, wholesaling is more yeah. of a more on the investment side, and, and to give you a very th- quick uh, um, definition of what that means, basically it's buying a property and then reselling it quickly without doing any work typically. So uh, the more I do hang out with attorneys, I, I learn how to not make anything uh, speak in, in concrete language, but... Um, Usually what, what, what happens in real estate is somebody finds an opportunity. You know, let's talk about probate like David and Noel were just talking about. Someone has, has to probate a property or there's been a death. So they call somebody like, uh, like you, Chad, and they say, hey, I've got this house and I want to sell it for X. And then you find someone like me who wants to buy it and fix it and sell it. And you, you turn around and sell it to me for Y. Uh, whether you actually go to the title company and pay for that house and then resell it to me or just sell me your contract. There's a couple different ways that can go, but 
wholesaling is a way for folks to get involved in real estate if they don't have have a lot of money, but uh, have have a little bit of know how. What do you think about that, David? Uh, you know, I think wholesaling is one way that um, I think it's a very general term of wholesaling because there's so many different mechanics that people uh, engage in uh, to be able to to make a profit. So you would agree that it's just a very uh, general state, uh, general concept. I'm a wholesaler, Correct. right? Correct. Uh, it's it's kind of like a, you're just you're kind of um, you're the middleman some in some way, and, and what your middle is going to be is how much profit you want to make. Is that would that be an accurate statement I, as well? I think so. I think you know, as a real estate investor, just as a business person, entrepreneur, you're you're an opportunity, yeah. you know, finder, seeker, and um, deliverer, if that's the right word. But uh, that, that's really, in this market, that's what wholesaling is all about. You're you're trying to identify a quote-unquote deal out there that someone may be interested uh, for a little bit more money than what you purchased it for. Um, right. Do you think somebody can make a living doing that? Or at oh, least generate some income, retirement income? Yeah, there, there's no doubt. I, I know guys are across the country right here in Metro Detroit and, and myself, for example, and... Um, yeah. Again, it, it's more about the opportunity than it is just about "quote unquote" wholesaling because you'll get to the point where um, you know you may you may fall into some commercial deals. It just it doesn't just have to be residential, but um, when when it's hard to find anything, the price goes up. And right now, real estate is tough to find. Right, right. So it's it's actually uh, they say the margins are skinny is what they call that right now. Very Everybody's skinny. trying to chase after the same property, pretty much. Exactly, and property type exactly it's um it, it but it's definitely a, a viable way for especially a retiree someone who may have some money already coming in from a pension or from other 401s or you know whatever funds you have uh, i i always tell folks you know i'm a full-time real estate investor it's what i do all day every day i buy sell lease um you know talk with private lenders lend money borrow money all that crazy stuff but if you have a real job and a career Investing in real estate on the side is a great way to build wealth. Just wanting to jump in, quit your job, and uh, be a quote-unquote wholesaler isn't the, the greatest idea, I don't think. So it might be a good idea to just start investigating that now prior to retirement. Absolutely. I think okay. that's a great idea. Thanks. Did that, did I don't know if um, Chad? Oh, I'm sorry, Nancy. Go okay. right ahead. Chad, did that answer your question? I think he said Chad. yes. So okay. go ahead, David. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. if Is Noel still on the line? <clears throat> No, no, no I think I, I think we lost him. He's he's no. busy having okay. fun again. It's the holiday. Yeah. Nancy and I are the ones who are holding down the fort over here. Right, <laughs> right. I know. I know. You're gonna you're gonna hold hold my feet to the fire for the next couple of weeks sure. on this. We one, are sure. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I just want to uh, share with you just along the lines of what Noel was saying uh, related to you know having your planning and your asset planning in place and titling. You know, this goes along um, is very much related to what you were saying, Dylan, earlier about you know. Um, having an attorney look at your contracts, et cetera. I have, uh, you know, when you download documentation, if you don't have somebody guide you through that documentation, if you're not a lawyer, I can assure you, especially when it comes to estate planning, uh, you know, I'm involved in several deals every month where there's a titling problem, mm -hmm. where somebody has done, the family believes the house or the building or the, you know, the business property is in the trust, yet the deed was never executed. Um, to you know, for that property to be placed in trust uh, prior to the individual dying, okay. So there's, even though it seems a little bit complicated on the phone, and um, uh, there are necessary steps to make sure 
a lot of mechanics to make sure that your estate plan is in order. And one of the most important functions of an attorney is to help you, especially when it comes to real estate, to make sure that that property is titled properly to your trust. Ashley's uh, giving sure us that the signal, David. Yeah, great I'm point, sorry. David. Uh, we're, we're, we're going into commercial. Okay. It's Real Estate Realities, new okay. radio media. We'll be back with our final great. thoughts. Thanks. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sleeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. This June, Fat Mike's Punk and Drublick Festival takes over Legend Valley Campground in Thornville, Ohio for three days of kick-ass punk rock, food, beer, and camping. Lineup includes No Effects, Rancid, Me First of the Gimme Gimmies, Pennywise, Money Money Bostones, and much, much more. In addition, there will be a craft beer tasting garden with over 200 craft beers, which includes local and national. Also, there will be stories from the road, including Fat Mike of No Effects, Keith Morris of Black Flag, and Jello Biafra. Tickets are on sale right now at punkandrublicfest.com. We'll see you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. Hey folks, we're back with Real Estate Realities, new radio media. I'm Dylan Tanaka. We have David Sobel, Nancy Phillips, and these are our final thoughts. And uh, we'd like to start with you, Nancy. Tell us a little bit about what you got in your mind there. Um, I've actually got some pretty exciting things. Um, Again, David mentioned we gave our first $500 scholarship to Andrew Blocky. Um, This was a really great program, and I want to advise people, it is now open again. Um, so please go to our website at provenresource.com to get the particulars. Um, also, another shout out, I cannot say enough um, how much I have learned going to the RIA meetings. Um, they really, you know, they, it really is a worthwhile Thanks. thing. Um, we've got a couple things from our office. Again, we want to congratulate Denise for graduating from law school. And this week, Anita from our office graduated high school which you know and she's moving on to michigan state in the fall that's awesome yeah and we also want to send our best wishes out to noel zalicki so you know wishing him the best um and i think that's kind of what i've got going on today all right so uh a couple things i like to talk about every week uh winningfutures.org is a is a mentoring organization um 
that's focused on helping high school seniors, sometimes juniors are in there too, but uh, kind of get on to the next phase of their life, whether they're going into vocational, if they're going to go to college or if they're going to go into the military or something like that. And I've been a mentor with that group going on 10 years, I think, this coming year. Um, so if anyone's ever looking to give back somehow, um, please get in touch with me or go to winningfutures.org. Um, but what I wanted to talk about today really quick to all my investor and entrepreneur friends out there is a book that I've read uh, quite a few times. And actually, Paul Benzman, who, uh, who's a big part of this new radio media, he, he reminded me of this the first time that we met. And I said, I got to get this guy this book. But he, he might have written it, ghostwritten it, because it really, when I met him, he reminded me of this book so much. So it's called The Go-Giver. And the authors are actually Bob Berg and John David Mann. And um, it's just a really cool story about uh, essentially paying it forward and uh, not just asking somebody uh, to go to coffee with you out there and drill their mind and learn everything that, that they learn, you know, in a 30-minute period. But it's a little bit more about asking them about what you can do to help them uh, legitimately, you know, and uh, with no strings attached. So, again, um, anyone out there, if you're looking to read a great book, it's called The Go-Giver. And, um, again, I just want to mention, if you need to uh, get in touch with David, myself, or Nancy, you mm -hmm. can give us a call or text at 248-686-3535. And for those of you listening, whoever the first person is that texts into that number that's not related to me, uh, I'll send you a free <laughs> copy of the book. And, uh, David, are you are you there? What's uh, What do you got final thoughts for this week? I am actually... Uh, I love I love the recommendation for the book. I love Bob Berg. Another book that Bob has written is called Endless Referrals, and yep. it's one of my favorite books. Uh, so that that was a great um, great comment uh, and great thought to share. Uh, and along those lines, I'm going to share with uh, the listening audience that if it's raining and it's really ugly this weekend, you can always pick up a good book, um, especially yes. with related to real estate or investments and or just cleaning up, uh, you know, and looking at your own finances and getting them kind of in order and straightened out. Uh, there's an old adage, learn more, no less. And um, in this situation, uh, basically, uh, especially when it comes to real estate, real estate investment, uh, uh, improving your finances, uh, that's really what we all need to do. We need to learn more and know less. And so that's it. Thank you very much, Dylan. You did a great job today, I think, and uh, uh, without me over there. You know, uh, you look better than I do. I, I can assure you that. <laughs> I think Nancy might have had one more text lined up. Is there? Is, I think we've sure. got a couple minutes if if we want to answer a quick oh, one. That's great. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I, this woman, Mary from Macomb, she is looking at some vacant land. Okay, and she wants to know: mm -hmm. Does she need to have a real estate agent? That's a good question. Dylan. Take that one. Yeah, I'll take That's this really quick. So um, to me, I can buy and sell real estate in my sleep, especially residential. And if you're working with a good title company and or attorney, really, it should be both. Um, you, you don't need a real estate agent, uh, especially with vacant land. Although um, uh -huh. if, if they do have one, if you do want to hire a real estate agent, have them represent you, they will work for you and in your best interest. So it, it's definitely right. something to think about. But a lot of times, I'm the kind of guy, instead of getting a, a home inspection on a whole house, I have a, uh, a furnace guy look at my furnace. So mm -hmm. to, to call an attorney like David or Noel or um, you know many of the other attorneys I know and love so much, um, to have them help me with a transaction like that, sometimes it's easier and faster. Um, but you definitely do not have to have uh, a real estate agent represent you in any real estate transaction. However, I think you should have uh, an attorney at least look at everything. Um um, right. Vacant land, and this actually comes from Nancy from Kego Harbor. Mm -hmm. So, say so you're looking um, at a piece of vacant land. 
Is there a lot of back and forth as far as negotiating on a price? You know, <clears throat> um, David, we've got about a minute and a half. If you want to take that and take us out. Well, uh, again, along the same lines um, with regards to do you need a real estate agent? No. You you need a good if, – if you're not familiar with the process, you don't need a, a real estate agent. You need a good real estate agent. That's the difference. <laughs> good and luck. Real estate, real estate agents – and we're kind of breaking up, but real estate agents – um, act as a buffer uh, for you know for between two parties um, to make sure that the emotions let's say don't get high, especially when they're falling in love with their own property and they, they want to make sure it's sold at the highest and best price. So a good agent will negotiate for you. Um, there's a lot of administrative work that goes uh, along with selling a property, uh, whether it be vacant, residential, commercial, or industrial. Um, but you don't if, if you're familiar with the process and, and you're comfortable with your skills, um, yeah, you definitely don't need an agent. Uh, I will share, again, that you should have uh, a title company. Uh, make sure that your title work is done properly. You should have an attorney help you uh, coordinate and uh, make sure that all the legalities are tightened up, um, that everything's in compliance. Um, vacant land, by the way, We're dancing has you its out, own David. host of issues. What's that? We're dancing you out. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, uh, nothing, just real briefly, you can dance me out. Just um, with mm-hmm. vacant land, there could be um, environmental issues. So I'll okay. leave great, it at that. Great, great answer. All right, folks, well, listen, this is Real Estate Realities on New Radio Media. We are coming to you at 10 a.m. every Saturday from now until eternity. It's Dylan Tanaka, David Sobel, Nancy Phillips. And if you want to get a hold of us, it's 248-686-3535. See you next week. Happy holidays, Thank everybody. Thank you.